0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed.
1: This is a, a terrific uh, question for parents. 1,000 parents were actually asked, at uh, what age are your kids the biggest jerks, just the worst? <laughs> I would say from the moment they're born to the moment they leave the house. But uh, out of those 1,000 parents, three-quarters of them uh, chose an age between 13 and 19. So the teen years, of Okay. Course. Uh, But the number one answer overall, 15-year-olds. The worst. Wow, okay. Mm, And and for a lot of different reasons. Uh, Mood swings, uh, helping them make important life choices, allowing them to make their own mistakes, Uh, the fact that they spend too much time on technology, helping them manage their emotions, which goes with the mood swings, hormones, homework, uh, trusting them to make good decisions, helping them plan for the future, worrying about their grades. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, know, you go through those terrible twos, mm-hmm. and we call them the F and threes, <laughs> <laughs> and then beyond. And, you know, as they start to get more and more lippy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the talking back, that becomes a frustration. And as they get older, there's less reasoning with them sometimes, and certainly less intimidation of them
1: I remember there was a period and probably it was around 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 um, <laughs> where David and I we would go from zero to a thousand in seconds right like we would be in each other's like, and I had, and I would finish it with do you do you know who the bleep and bleep bleep
0: you're talking to right yeah yeah oh. I, <laughs> I mean we've we've had that. And, and i can i'll say this and i've always said this it's when when your kids make you feel and sound like your own parent mm-hmm. that's when you start to feel that frustration because i think every parent when they start out is like why well, you know i'm going to do things a little bit different I'll and be so much better. i'll be i'll be better or you know even if you had a great parent you're like ah, i'm going to take what they do but i'm still going to improve upon it yeah. and then you hear them in yourself and you think, oh, crap, they've reduced me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they take you to
1: that. Now, look, you know, with, with teenagers, and certainly I found this, one of the big problems is their opinion arrives. You know, mm. they have opinions on everything. And they question everything. And there, I have been in the heat of the battle where in my own melon, I thought,
0: damn, he's right. <laughs> but I, I can't fold now. Well, and, and and here is the battle that we've started now is that, yes everyone has opinions but in certain settings your opinion mm. isn't wanted mm. or accepted <laughs> and you have to understand that and learn that that yeah some sometimes when you open your mouth it's not always appreciated right uh and sure you can open your mouth and i think now do i want to i want to keep saying it's getting harder and harder because technology has changed things but with the way that the world works now everyone's got a platform to share their opinion Mm. so they think that their opinion is deserved or asked for Mm. and in some cases it's just not and i've I've kind of started to have this conversation with my kids saying at this some point you're gonna have a job and a boss Mm. and you're gonna have an opinion of what's going on at your workplace or what your boss is doing and they're not going to want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And and if you give it, it may have consequences. The same will happen in this house, too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that I noticed, certainly um, as they became teenagers, is their want to be away from you as much as possible. And things that were easily organized in the past aren't so much. They don't want to be stuck with their own grandparents or aunts and uncles they don't really know. But the other thing is... And, and this is really tough because it, you have to stop and think, okay, am I saying no to this because of my own panic and concerns? And remember, there was a few things like I could never go away. We could never have a family vacation over March break because we were always in ratings at that mm. time. And so there was a couple of years when he was a teenager. David, I think this was, I don't know that this happened with Daniel. <laughs> Daniel never asked for anything because he just knew the answer was going to be no. But um, David pushed on everything. And uh, he wanted to go on some, I think it was like down to Cuba or something with uh, some friends and, and the parents. Because all these parents from hockey, because, you know, <laughs> they can't just be at <laughs> hockey together. They got to live and sleep in the same bed. So they, they had all become friends and become social. So they decided one year they were going to go to Cuba. We couldn't go. I was working. Can I go with them? Can I go with them? Can I go with them? No, no, no. And I, I try to keep coming up with reasons why he can't. Right. First out of the gate was we can't afford it. Right. I'm to have to pay for him. I'm <laughs> sure I could have pulled it together. <laughs> yeah. But I can't afford it. Can't afford it. It's more expensive. In and March. there was Can a parent have... who was willing
0: to take them along. Yeah,
1: there was. Yeah, because it was going to be like five or six of the guys from hockey and all of those parents. So yeah. he would have just crashed in somebody's room. Right. right. It was all inclusive resort, so It would have been fine. And we eventually uh, caved and let him go. But, and I, cause I had to say, and I think Maria and I had a long conversation, it's our own concern. It's mm. our, our own fears are saying, oh, well, what if he gets lost or right, kidnapped yeah. or drowns or, I mean, he can drown right in front of us at a resort. Right. You don't have to, you know. So we let him go and he was fine, you know, and, uh, and I'm sure Daniel stood there going, well, damn it. I should have fought <laughs> for something. And and, and inevitably, and you'll find this certainly with Evan as he approaches these years, the question of why why can't I do that? I mean, I've finished my homework. You know my friends. Why can't I stay out till midnight? Why can't I?
0: Yeah. Well, and what was beautiful when they were really young is... Because yeah. was an acceptable answer. That's right. <laughs> not anymore. You didn't have to extrapolate on because. Yeah, it's not now anymore. Now you gotta find. Oh crap! Why is that because? Yeah. What is it that we? <laughs> I th-
1: I dreamed up what I thought was the most brilliant uh, scheme where when they got to high school on the weekends, I said they had to be home at the time of the grade they were in. So at ni- on Friday Saturday nights, you got to be home by nine in right. grade nine ten in grade. That worked great for about, well, they went to school in September. By Halloween of grade 9, that had all fallen apart. So I would I like that a good theory, idea. too.
0: It's a great one because if they failed, then they're still stuck in that same <laughs> time.
1: <laughs> they're coming in at 9 and they're 21 years old. I spent uh, a good uh, 20 to 25 minutes at the gens uh, game last night. <laughs> 20 of it waiting for the puck drop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It took me longer to get over there from my house than it did the time I was there. But uh, in the time I was there, it was lovely. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was rock night at at the Jens game against uh, Kingston. And uh, so we got to drop the puck, and that was fun. But here's something as we were standing out there, I realized, and this probably isn't the case for you because you have been around uh, people through hockey and such. But that was the first time in over two years that, one, I was in a hockey arena for sure, Mm -hmm. and two, that I shook hands with strangers. Oh,
0: you got touchy-feely. And
1: it was uh, clammy and not pleasant. Right. And I thought to myself, I didn't even ponder it heading out to uh, drop the puck. I knew we were going to shake hands. I didn't really spend any time thinking about it. And then I thought after, "Um, I I guess you could make it kind of awkward by Doing a fist out. Yeah. That seems strange. Yeah. Nobody wants to do a curtsy like I like in skates. There's still this
0: the crazy awkward pause, you know, for a moment, a mm. split second now, anytime there's a handshake situation. Yeah. You know, are we going for the fist bump? Or are we going for a handshake? If you're, if you're a fist bump person, you've got to establish that fist early on yeah. when you're about to, to drop the gloves. And speaking of gloves, I... You know, (laughs) hockey gloves were a cesspool of germs before Mm. (laughs) any of this. Yeah, yeah, and they just took their hand out of that glove. And obviously, I mean, they were out doing their
1: pre-skate and all of that, so they're already going to be sweaty. And it's just, ooh, the clammy hand, the sweaty hand (laughs) is not something I've touched in a very long time. And, you know, it's just gross. It's
0: just really gross. (laughs) Well, whatever you did, it worked. The generals won, so that was good news.
1: Well, I was disappointed. I mean, I did have my Lang skates and my Jofa, my Lang plastic boot skates and my Jofa helmet. Yeah, you were ready to go. My coupe were on, but uh, they didn't, uh, I sat the bench, I I rode the bench, (laughs) as they say.
0: They didn't need you.
1: They didn't need my sixth line center (laughs) skills to help them pull that. I wanted, I really thought it would be fun.
0: If you and I dropped the gloves and just went toe-to-toe right there at center ice. Right. <laughs> you know what? As shaky as those mats were mm. uh, to get out onto the ice, I, I was just really focused on not bailing because <laughs> <laughs> there was that, that second or third step out on i saw you i did like I almost, for one second yeah. and my the rug kind of slipped under me for a moment too
1: well i was a tad confused because we've done this a few times now and normally they bring us out together yeah i didn't know what was happening and right. then so and then we'll do a thing you'll get a splattering of applause and then i'll do some stupid thing where i try to get people to to applaud for us more, right? But I, I went out there by myself, and I turned around. and I thought, is there some kind of joke going on here? <laughs> that's right. Am I going to get hit with a bucket of water or something?
0: I, I thought it was quite romantic that you stopped and waited for oh, me.
1: I like our walking down the aisle <laughs> together. Yeah. I wanted. A, are I are want, you not coming? <laughs> is your dad not giving you away? <laughs> like, I going to hold hands here? <laughs> well, I started to walk out. And they stopped. Yeah, they said, "No, that's all about Van. Right. <laughs>
0: yes,
1: give him the spotlight. That, that's right. He needs it." <laughs> And then if you were uh, watching on Rogers and you thought, man, what's wrong with Lucky? Is he having a heart attack? Well, you were a tad winded when you got back up to the booth. Oh, my
0: goodness. That's a bit of a hike from but, ice level. To- well, it is. And, and I asked him, hey, can you delay the anthem for a couple <laughs> of seconds? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, if you know how the building is designed to get from ice level you know, uh, you can't wait for the elevator mm. in that time because, you know, doing the play-by-play, I had to get back up for puck drop. Right. And it gave me, you know, the anthem. And those kids were singing fast, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can kind of hear it as I'm running around sure. the concourse underneath the, the the building and then up the stairs for, what, four flights, five flights to get up to the top. mm and, uh, and you know, racing through it, I had to stop, take a breath <laughs> at the, the second level. And then you could hear, like, oh, my goodness, you know, oh, Canada. Like, oh, no, we're at the end. Right. And so then you got to race all the way back across the rafters of the top of the building, the catwalk. And by the time I got in there for puck drop, I was <laughs> winded. Really winded. Well, plus you're running in a suit. Right. That's not easy. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that, that wasn't what played the factor. It's what's... <laughs> What's inside the suit was the issue. Another example of, and
1: another version of, well, at least we're not that person. (laughs) So if life isn't going great right now for you, you can hear this story and then look in the mirror and go, I'm all right. I'll be fine. There's a woman who was uh, at a popular hiking spot on a mountain in Washington State and needed to use the bathroom. Okay. Happens. There's a spot near the top of the mountain. With outside style toilet toilets, the same kind of the ones you'd see at a lot of campgrounds, basically just like a big hole in the ground. Okay. Unfortunately, while she was taking care of her business, she dropped her phone in the toilet. (gasps) Oh that's a new phone. That's it. It got worse from there. Uh oh. She couldn't just abandon her phone. So she decided to reach in and try uh. to grab it, <laughs> and ended up falling in head first. Get, Get out! That's what she was saying. What? Get me out of here! Wait a minute. How she big was the hole? Big enough, I guess. She fell head first in. <gasps> she couldn't. Uh, she couldn't have lived without her phone. No. So once she was in there, she found the phone. Uh. And she was able to call 911. Phone still worked. Whatever phone she had, that company should use that as an ad statement. Listen, I'm in deep poop. Yeah. <laughs> she was still inside when the firefighters got oh, there. Oh. They pulled her out. Obviously, she was uh, pretty she gross. Was
0: stuck in there?
1: Yeah. So they, Well, I guess she had nothing to grab onto to, to pull herself out, I, oh. I
0: guess. I don't know. Wait, I got... So many questions that I don't want answered. <laughs> How'd she get in? How'd she not get out? How deep
1: was this hole? Yeah, I get, you know, I understand this hole in the ground, but there had to have been some sort of seat and a toilet. Exactly. Seat and When you have an
0: outhouse, there's like a
1: frame. Yeah. Maybe she's a tiny woman. Anyhow, the firefighters got there. They pulled her out. They sprayed her down and gave her a clean white jumpsuit to wear. <laughs> They strongly encouraged her to go to the hospital since she's been exposed to a lot of human waste. Uh, but she said she just wanted
0: to go home, <laughs> and I understand. I, I, I totally understand that. They, <laughs> just, uh, you want to surround yourself in, like, scentsy yeah. at that point. Oh, yeah. Put on every burning inc- incense candle. Oh, you couldn't scrape yourself hard oh. enough. Spray Febreze right up your nose, whatever it takes. They say she's lucky
1: she wasn't overcome by toxic gases while she was in. No kidding,
0: because it's a hike, right? Like it's not like emergency crews just drove right up to. No, she
1: would have been in there for a while. Oh, Hmm. (laughs) I got a throat. I just gagged. I just gagged. And Johnny Depp thought he had it bad. You know. (laughs) What do we learn from this story, Lucky? Well here's what here's what my takeaway is. Don't go to hike. Yeah, it's bad for you. <laughs> Happy birthday to Tony Montana. Oh He's uh,
0: eighty-two today. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Say hello to my left friend. <laughs> That's, that'll be the sound of him trying to blow at his candles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Now, uh, there's, a, there's a photo going around. There's a few of them. Uh, he was out to having dinner with his uh, 28-year-old girlfriend. Oh, oh, Lord. He's 82. <laughs> she's 28. That's all they have in common is those two numbers.
0: Um, That'll be the sound of her after she blows out his candle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Really? Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, Nor Alphala. Is her name, I believe. Alphala? Alphala, right. Alphala? Oh, um, Yeah. She, uh, she's she been around the block. She's, she likes her elderly uh, statesman. Uh, she's the ex of Mick Jagger. <laughs> they dated in 2017. <laughs> he's 78 now, so clearly he's way too young for her right. needs. Uh, in 2019, she was dating Clint Eastwood, who's now 91.
0: I think she was like 22, 23. He was 88 wow. at the time. Imagine Clint's kids. Right. Together for a Sunday night
1: dinner and he brings <laughs> her, a photo of her and him and she's in the back seat of a car, like she's sitting in a child seat
0: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and grandpa's taking her home.
0: <laughs> he looked more like her Uber driver. Well, it wouldn't even be Uber, it'd be taxi at oh, that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just crazy. Anyhow. Wow. She
1: and then I think the youngest she was dating some like multi yeah, a billionaire in, in the late fifties, yeah. yeah. That's way too young for right.
0: her. <laughs> So, anyhow. What, what would they have in common? Like, what would their conversation be if she's been, like, through all of these oh, yeah. other octogenarians?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Justin, you know, imagine her dating, like, a young guy. Never having to wait holding the elevator anymore or helping him upstairs or right. putting
0: him in the bathtub. Right. Well, but she'd have to work.
1: Lucky, do you suffer from uh, eproctophilia? I... hope not? Yeah, you don't want to. Okay. Okay. It's a sexual fetish where you're incredibly turned on by foul body odors, (laughs) especially flatulence. (laughs) Eproctophilia. (laughs) Mmm, give me some more of that. Yeah, eat some broccoli tonight, (laughs) (laughs) babe. That's that's rather odd. Uh, The concept of the weekend has only been around since 1879. Uh, That's when the term weekend appeared in a British magazine called Notes and queries where they talked about taking Saturday and Sunday off of work. Oh. And it seems like more and more we're pushing for that third day to be added to those weekends. There's more and more companies
0: who are testing that out. Right. Well, especially when it comes to, you know, this time of year, right? say mm-hmm. say work an extra hour over the winter mm-hmm. uh, and then get like Fridays off in the summer. Although that being said, especially with the work from home schedule yeah. and with all of the Zooms, and texts and phones, that the the work week has extended into all kinds of hours where you're, quote-unquote, expected mm. to check email when you're not in the office.
1: Although, I would say, I bet you it balances out because you might be working later into the evening, but you're also taking a lot more breaks right, during yeah. the day. That lunch extends... And you know, picking up the laundry and the kids is not part of your workday experience. Right. Yeah, but
0: uh, I think you're going to find you're going to find a, a few employment lawyers are going to go after this kind of what is expected mm. and what's not and, and what is personal time and what's not.
1: Well, you know, I would say unless it's we just fall into these roles ourselves, we make these mistakes, we return an email at 9 o'clock at night just because we want to get it off our plate. right? Or we send a text back at 9 o'clock at night. And really, I don't think if you go and look at your employee handbook, I don't think it says anywhere you have to be on standby 24-7. No. But we kind of paint ourselves into that corner.
0: No. and, and But some will, some, some will call or text mm. in hours that are are, are not generally work hours, right? right? right. And, and, and it, that line has been blurred a bit because mm-hmm. it's so easy to get a hold of people all the time.
1: Um, according to astronauts, space smells like bacon, burnt almond cookies, and rotten eggs. Oh, Again, why I want to stay here on yeah. Earth.
0: Yeah, you had me at bacon.
1: <laughs> what about the rest, though? High heels were originally worn by men when they were created in the 1600s, as a way to show status and power.
0: Oh. Yeah. Probably not stilettos, I would imagine.
1: I wouldn't think so. I, I You know what? I applaud. Sometimes you'll see a, a woman wearing really high heels, and, and I'm just how do you do that? Mm-hmm. How does your... Like... Um I have a a niece who works at the at the Scotiabank Arena in, in the suites. And so she sometimes is bounding from suite to suite to suite. Right. She's literally running in these like stiletto style heels. Crazy. I don't know how they do it and carrying trays. <laughs>
0: I can barely walk in running shoes. You in golf shoes are tripping over yourself all the <laughs> oh, <yeah>. time. <laughs> and those are soft spikes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't walk I can't step over a curb in flip-flops. Uh,
1: It's illegal to own a rabbit in Queensland, Australia, unless you're a magician. Ah. (laughs) That's great. I don't know. Pull it out of the hat. Yeah. The average person produces their weight in garbage every three months.
0: That's scary. That's a lot
1: of garbage. White chocolate isn't chocolate. It's really just a mixture of sugar, milk, vanilla, and cocoa butter.
0: Oh. It doesn't have the cocoa powder, I guess. I guess, guess, yeah. Ralph Macchio
1: is now 60. Wow. Eight years older than Pat Morita was when he played Miyagi in The Karate Kid. He was
0: only 52 at that time. Yeah.
1: Wow. He passed away in 05 at the age of 73, but he looked so much older. Right, yeah. Dr. Jekyll from Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde was meant to be pronounced Jekyll. That's how Robert Louis Stevenson intended it when he wrote the original story and that's how they say it in the famous 1931 movie version. Oh. Dr Jekyll and Mr Hyde instead of Jekyll, right? And what's something Monica Lewinsky hasn't had since she finished her White House internship in 1997 somebody <laughs> said a president <laughs> which I thought was great. Thank you Matt for that. That was terrific. I mean it's a pretty it's a pretty easy
0: go to <laughs> but it's a great answer. Uh-huh.
1: So what is what is something she hasn't had since she left the White House in uh, uh, 1997? A job? Yeah, a full-time really? job. Full-time job. She's done a lot of things. She's very uh very much of course into social media bullying and bullying in general right. She she's been a
0: consultant r- I guess but I guess that would be
1: She made those purses. I think she had a bit of a a, a go at fashion for a bit there. But yeah, not a nine to five clock in gig, right? Yeah, and she just did recently a terrific documentary that she hosted and produced uh, produced on bullying and being in the spotlight of being bullied. And of mm. course, she's ground zero for that stuff. And you know, you go back and, and in this documentary, they show all sorts of the um, even the late night guys and Jay Leno was horrible to her, right? Like the way they went after her, man. And, again, I, you know, it's 2022, and we, we're wiser, and we're more sensitive to things. But when you realize that she, you know, had this consenting relationship with this married man. Right. But she got painted to be an absolute villain and whore and all of these things.
0: Mm. It was a, a brutal time for her. Well, and, and when you watch, you know, recent, they, they had they did that A&E series, right? Was it? No, uh... There's a series oh, on it, right? Crime Story. A crime Story, American yeah. Crime Story. Yeah. You realize, you know, the role that Linda Tripp played oh, yeah. in all of that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you want to talk about nasty. Yeah.
1: I think the documentary is called 15 Minutes of Shame mm. instead of Fame. And it's, uh, it's very well done. Check it out. I think it's on Crave right now. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.